Welcome to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This bi-weekly podcast is designed to be a safe space to admit what we truly believe in our hearts. There's a huge difference between having biblical knowledge floating around in our heads and actually believing that it's true. Until God's truth makes its way into our hearts, nothing changes. We'll be doing a mix of solo episodes and interviews with friends who have experienced the freedom that comes when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. We'll talk about overcoming lies in our relationships, mental health struggles, and the way we see ourselves. The truth will set you free so that you can walk every day in the freedom God desires for you. It's time to let go of those pressures, insecurities, and burdens. That's not yours to carry. Thanks for joining us. Before you jump into this episode, I need to tell you about something real quick that's currently changing my life. I started working with an executive coach. Now I know you're asking, what's an executive coach? Well, an executive coach is a person who helps individuals, teams, and organizations create impact, vision, and strategy to reach their goals. So for me, by coaching one-on-one with Chad, he's been helping me identify mindsets that were holding me back from growing this business and keeping me from producing the results I actually wanted. And now I'm taking bigger steps than I ever thought possible in creating episodes, working with brands, and meeting my goals. He even offers a free vision call so you can see if this is something that's right for you. And trust me, you will leave the vision call alone feeling like you could take on the world. So you can go to chadrichards.com or novice.global.com today if you're ready to see what you're capable of and get clear on your vision, mindset, and strategy. There truly isn't a better way to start off the new year by accomplishing those dreams and goals that are in your heart, but there's something you've been putting off. So I'll link all this information in the show notes so you can have all the links on hand when you're ready to go ahead and click on them. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Welcome back to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. Today, I'm bringing a brand new guest, and this woman is, let me tell you, a small business owner, and that's all I'm going to say because I want her to introduce herself to give us like all the details of what she's doing in the world and why she's doing what she does. So, Rebecca, would you mind introducing yourself and just give us some context of who you are what you do, and a fun fact. All right. I will. It's a pleasure to be invited to be a guest on your podcast, Jenny. Um, I'm Rebecca. I, um, I'm a Christian, first of all. I think that's like what um, just being a follower of Jesus is what um, you know, I, I put most of my identity in. Um, And, you know, Jesus has changed my life and um, I'm just so excited um, to get to walk with him through life. So I am first a Christian. Um, I'm a wife to my sweet husband, Andrew. Um, He is a sweetheart and he is my best friend. Um, We have a very, um, just a very sweet and peaceful marriage and it's just, um, such a blessing in my life. Um, I'm also a mom. I am a mom to the most bouncy six months old 
on the planet. He loves to jump and play. <laughs> um, and his name is, his full name's Benjamin, but we call him Benji. Oh, um, cute. That's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. I, I was only like a few weeks pregnant and my husband just kind of like named him Benji and it stuck. And then when he was born, it's like, we can't name him anything else because he's been Benji for nine months. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> basically changing his name (laughs) exactly yes um I enjoy him so much um so I'm a Christian I'm a wife I'm a mom and then I am a fashion designer I have a degree in fashion design and more specifically I'm a lingerie designer so I am um the owner and designer of ginger and peach lingerie Um, And I think whenever I have a conversation with someone and I sort of go through the fact of introducing myself and I get to this point, everyone's always like, like, wow, I didn't expect that. Or (laughs) they think that's kind of funny. Um, And I get it. I get it. But I am so excited um, that God has um, prepared me and called me into this area of business. So I am a small business owner. um, And I stay home with my son during the day. And I own and operate Ginger and Peach Lingerie, which is a model-free lingerie brand. And kind of our vision for it is that we encourage women to embrace who they are in Christ, um, ditch the comparison game, and um, just embrace their true worth and their true beauty. And so we um, do all of our marketing without models um, so that there is no comparison Anytime you purchase a garment from Ginger and Peach, you're only ever going to see it on yourself. Um, And so it is just a very fun um, business to own. um, And I enjoy it a lot. Mm -hmm. And what's one fun fact about you? Okay, so I had to think about (laughs) this, but I think a fun fact about myself is that I've actually known my husband since I was six years old. What? Were you guys friends back then? We were. So my husband is a few years younger than me. So he was like four years old and I was six and we were friends. We did play together as kids. Our families were friends. Um, And then we sort of grew up and... um, we were never like super close through like middle school or high school. His family had moved away. Um, And then post-college we ran into each other at a church um, where I was serving at, at the time. And we ran into each other as adults and we were like kind of reconnected our friendship and um, we just kind of hit it off really well. So, um, but we do have very fond memories of being kids together and playing together. I think it's kind of the perfect, um, you know, we, it's kind of fun to say that we've known each other since we were children, but I think we also had like that separation where we also had our own lives and then we were able to come back together as adults and kind of, it felt like we still met over again, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that might've been a blessing to not know be <laughs> close with each other during middle school and high school. Cause those are such awkward changing years. <laughs> right. That's so true. That is so true. Yes. I, yeah, I remind myself of that quote that people say, it's like, people don't remember the exact things you say. They just remember the way you made them feel, which isn't always true. But I think about like 
things I said in high school, I'm like, I hope some of that's true because I was maybe, um, I don't know. It is an interesting time of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Rebecca, what have you been set free from? I have been set free from negative self-talk and fear related to my body image and the capabilities of my body. So um, as I mentioned, I'm the mom to a six-month-old, so I have just come out of postpartum pregnancy. Um, I'm still breastfeeding, but I'm still in that sort of season of life, and um, that had that season of life has made me really come face to face with some body image issues that. I had in my life that I didn't realize were as invasive as I thought they were. I was never the girl that really struggled with any major identity crisis or huge body struggles. Um, I have had friends who had, um, and I've gotten to work with them through that and be a friend to them through that. But I've never walked through that, especially in my teen years. I didn't. And so um, I think pregnancy, postpartum really was the time of life for me that I came face to face with that and realized how invasive some negative self-talk about my body had gone in my life. And so when I was sort of forced to address it, I think it was just this beautiful thing where I had this thing in my life where I would just insult myself, um, either my looks or my capabilities. I was never like the girl who was strong or could like go on the hike that everyone could go on and be like the first person up the mountain. My sisters are a lot more like physically strong than I am. And so I was never like the girl growing up who would like do the yard work or so I think I thought that I was really weak in my body and that God had sort of gypped me in that area in a way I guess so I would just um, especially early in marriage I don't think I realized that a lot of this sort of negative self-talk of what was going in my on in my mind was coming out in my words so I would say a lot of things to my new husband when we were first married about my body in a negative light and about the capabilities of my body and just the function of it or whether it was good or not. And I didn't realize that I was saying these things because my mind was not transformed fully into um, what God said about my body. And um, so... I through pregnancy and postpartum, I think just there's a lot of things in pregnancy and postpartum that kind of smack you into like having to address things in your life. Mm-hmm. And the body image was one of those things. I, um, I didn't get any stretch marks up until 40 weeks of pregnancy and my son went almost two weeks overdue. And um, it was like 40 weeks in one day, I got so many stretch marks that um, I just like, I didn't feel like myself anymore. And um, I postpartum is just 
a crazy time of life. I just didn't feel the same. And so a lot of the negative self-talk that I had before pregnancy just kind of amplified through that period of time in my life because it, you go through so many changes in pregnancy. And um, I really had to sit down and have kind of a heart heart with God about this issue in my life um, of just insulting myself. And God really used that time of life, which I'm still in, but to just really speak truth into me and realize that I wasn't viewing my body the way he did. And um, so I feel like I've had an overhaul on my mindset um, as far as how God viewed me and therefore how I should view myself. And so um, I've really come to a place where I've had to realize that, you know, if I believe God is who he says he is and he does who he, what he says he's going to do. And he says that he is the creator of good things and he made my body wonderfully. Then I, if I'm going to believe him, I need to believe that too. And um, that's been very transformative thinking for me um, because before I would feel like I didn't measure up to certain areas I was comparing myself to mm -hmm. other people or even to my past self. So that's been really transformative in my life. And I've come to a place of just really going from a lot of negative self-talk to realizing how harmful that is and how it is God has given us this beautiful, wonderful gift of our bodies and how we can celebrate that and how we can find peace in that and be and a lot of thankfulness to God in that for what he has given us. So it I'm excited because I feel like I have this fresh mindset and I feel like as a designer, I've always been very inspired to bring my mindset to the um, table when I talk to my clients. And so this has been an exciting journey for me to go deeper into just celebrating the wonderful things, the wonderful gift God's given us in our bodies and to be able to use that mindset as I build relationship with other people has been just a blessing from God that he's brought me through that and deepen my relationship with him because of that. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I like how you said to get his perspective of you because it's like, we dare to believe he's right about us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Instead of just no. be like, okay, this is how I currently feel this is how my body makes me feel. So I'm going to choose to believe myself instead of the one who made me. Yes, yes, definitely. I also think about it too. Sometimes I would say those things. Sometimes because I truly believe them, I would like say that my body was weak or that it was whatever I was insulting about my body because I truly believe them. And sometimes it was, I felt like, it was almost like of the devil that he wanted me to believe them about my body. And then sometimes I felt like genuinely, like I didn't know it was true, but like I kind of wanted to for whatever reason mm -hmm. or for sympathy or 
whatever it was. Um, and I think, yeah, there's a lot of different reasons why we believe things. And then I think I'm, I think too, on the other hand, there's like what the culture believes about us. And as Christians in the culture um, that we live in, like the culture tells us so many things about body image that just aren't what God says. And, you know, the culture would just be like, embrace yourself, you know, um, you are like your identity and um, just that you're perfect. And that's great to an extent. And I think about it as like our mindset is like the legs of a table. And then like we put certain things on onto the table. And that mindset is very weak legs to a table. And it like eventually you're going to put something on that table that's going to break because that mindset of just embracing ourselves is eventually going to fail us. And I think to come back to God's mindset that is just so empowering because he is the stability in our life that doesn't fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. So as a lingerie designer, how has your own struggle with negative self-talk impacted your career, your small business, what you do? Yeah, that's a great question. I, it has been really inspiring because I think there's a whole spectrum of body image issues and mine is just one piece of that. And I think we all, it's so common to women. Um, It's so common. Um, And so it has inspired me. My story and my struggle has inspired me to reach out to other women and to spread a different message to fill the fill in the gap where the the culture is missing and so I think it's very unique that as a Christian God's called me to the lingerie industry because you don't have to look very far within the lingerie industry to see that there is a gap um that there is a lot of sexualization of women and also just only portraying um, one idolized body type. Um, And quite honestly, if you know anything about fashion or magazines, the model that is modeling whatever we're purchasing, they don't typically even look like the ads that come out afterwards. There's so much photoshopping that goes on afterwards that we are comparing ourselves um, when we shop things that are portrayed on models. And I've done this before. I've shopped something mm-hmm. that I've seen on a model and then I've gotten it and I've tried it on. I, I will be like, oh, wait, I, I don't look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we instantly fill our mind with that comparison. And so for me, I think I am so inspired by just knowing how that impacts me to be able to provide a safe place for women to shop um, where there is no comparison. And also um, through my Instagram, there's a lot of community building that I try to do. It's um, a lot of relation um, relationship building goes on through our marketing. And so I think it just inspires and fuels me to provide that 
gap that the industry has um, and just be different. Um, And I think that's really, it's cool and it's fun. And it's really, um, I look at it and I just see God's hand in it, that he's called me to this and that there is a lot of women out there who um, need that in their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you want to get organized, but just don't have the time to? Maybe the planners you bought in the past have been helpful for just a little bit, but then you lose it or completely forget it exists. Let me tell you about Life in Order. Life in Order is a business that makes 100% customized bullet journals to help set you up to thrive in your goals, homework, relationships, and personal growth. They have paper and digital bullet journals, so if paper is not your thing, you can use it on your computer or tablet. There's also so many adorable stickers and notepads to choose from so you can decorate your workspace and keep it tidy. My bullet journal was a game changer for me, and since I customized it, it was already set up for what I personally needed. So if you're ready to get your life in order, you can find their products today on lifeinordershop.com and use the code JENNY15, that's jenny one 5 to get 15% off your purchase. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and order a product today. Oh, that's so good. And it's like a woman's body, well, actually, not just women, but people's bodies change so much over time. So to continually be looking at the same type of body over and over throughout our lives isn't going to serve us well because we're going to change and then be like, why don't I still look like that? That's so true. Yeah. If you think about, I think our culture too is trying to trend towards showing more body types, but I always think it's interesting that I feel like that is a reaction to the the culture being kind of called out on this in a little bit. But if you think about it, a lot of businesses who have gone from showing one particular body type to showing multiple body types, they're still only pulling from a certain um, age gap. They're mm-hmm. like, when have you ever seen like a older woman model for a company? Yeah. Um, it's just not there, but there there's a market there for that. And mm-hmm. um So I, with my business, just took that aspect completely out. And I think I really enjoyed that aspect of it. But yes, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. And so for anyone whose body has changed a lot in a short period of time or changed a lot recently, how would you say they could start to feel at home in their bodies when it, their body just doesn't look like it has in the past? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And um, I think any of your listeners who've been through pregnancy, like I just was, can relate to that. But there's also so many other things in life that we go through that we could relate to that. And so I think we can all sort of agree that you can see that comparing yourself to someone else is not profitable and is not good and can just be the thief of joy. And so if we can see eye to eye on that, I think sometimes we miss the piece of the puzzle that comparing ourselves to our past self 
is kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. um, because we are, you know, we're going through life. We are changing and that's normal. (laughs) And so for me to compare my postpartum body to my teenage body or my body when I first got married is just not profitable because I have been through things that I hadn't been through then. So I think that can just be good to remember. And then also just reminding ourselves of the truth. We constantly have to come back to that truth that our bodies are good gifts from God and that they are wonderfully made. And just reminding yourself of that truth is so important. I think. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as we talk about God's perspective, how could we get his perspective of ourselves when what we currently look at in the mirror isn't something that we mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I love um, presenting this, this view of God's image of our body in the context of the gospel. And I think that if we can speak the gospel over whatever area of life we're struggling with, it's so powerful because the gospel is the good news. And so when we think through getting um, God's perspective on our bodies, um, no matter what we're going through, but specifically when we look in the mirror and, you know, we don't feel like we're liking it, just filtering our thoughts through the gospel is so powerful. Um, So reminding yourself that, you know, we do live in a fallen world. And so the fall does affect our bodies. And um, so sometimes we wouldn't like our bodies because we've been through something or we're aging or something's changing. And so to remind ourselves that, you know, God has made our bodies wonderful and beautiful and so functional. Um, just reminding ourselves that, you know, we do live in a fallen world and that's okay. If something we are not called to perfection Mm -hmm. in our bodies, we're called to sanctification. Mm -hmm. And so reminding ourselves that, you know, that our bodies are not our own, that, Jesus has bought them with a price. And I love that we are called um, to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so Mm -hmm. in Romans 12, 1 and 2, um, God says that I appeal to you um, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, and that it's a spiritual act of worship. And it continues on to say that we shouldn't be conformed by the world, but we should be transformed through the renewing of our mind. Mm -hmm. And so just remembering that in all of church history, you know, there's never been a time where um, someone has come to Christ and the Holy Spirit's been like, "Um, well, I don't really like this thing about your body, so I'm not (laughs) going to indwell you or like, Rebecca, you have too many stretch marks right now. So I'm just going to unindwell you. (laughs) And so that's so absurd to think about. And so I think sometimes if we can think in that context that like God has chosen our bodies to be his image bearers and to be the home of the Holy Spirit, that when we look in the mirror and we don't like something about our bodies, I think reminding ourselves of that truth that God doesn't look at our bodies with 
um, contempt or disgust ever. He never does. Um, but we do live in a fallen world and there are going to be things in life that crop up. And I think that's where sort of that mindset of the culture will kind of like fail sometimes because if we're trying to look in the mirror and say like, okay, this is perfect about me. Sometimes it's not. I recently, this is a good example. I recently had this like blemish come up on my face. And at first I was like, okay, I don't know what that is. But then it became very apparent over a few weeks and we went on a vacation and I got sun exposure that it was actually like a lesion popping up on my face. And I went to my dermatologist and I got it frozen off because it was a precancerous cell. So um, there are things in our bodies that are aging or aren't perfect. And so if we just try to force ourselves into believing that our bodies are perfect, those legs of that table are going to crumble at some point in your mm-hmm. life, um, yeah. even if it's just the effects of aging on your body. And so we have to remember that, you know, we are image bearers of God and that God has come to redeem creation and our, our us and our bodies and that, you know, he indwells them. And I think also keeping in the mind, keeping in perspective eternity that, we are going to, we are headed towards heaven um, where God is going to give us perfect and glorified bodies. And that should be our hope. Really every day, heaven should be our hope. And therefore in body image struggles, the hope of a glorified body is our hope mm-hmm. ultimately. Um, and it doesn't mean we can't find peace and thankfulness here on earth, but um I think that's so important to keep in mind. You know, what's so funny is that for most things in my life, I feel as if my mindset or my beliefs don't change until I say what I want to believe out loud multiple times, or I like make a conscious effort to say, you know, I love my body I'm thankful for what my body does for me. And I say that out loud or write it a lot. And then I start to believe it instead of what I think sometimes we think should be the other way around of like, I say what I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. The Bible talks about being transformed and that is part of sanctification. And it actually specifically says in the Bible through the transforming of your mind. And I think that's so cool that God created us to be able to, you know, move. Um, Well, he transforms us, but our mind can be transformed in Mm -hmm. areas that we think. And I think that is really cool that and so helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just such a relief from like, whatever thought you're having, that thought doesn't have to be permanent. Like you can change your thoughts. Yes. Yes. It is. It's incredible. Speaking of like body image, like just thankfulness is so key in body image issues. And if you can be thankful Sometimes if you just start out with the the function of your body, and so like this could be an example, like we're so thankful that God has created with us with minds that can be transformed. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes like that transformation of our thoughts, yes, does lead to even sometimes how we look or things that um, about our physical bodies. And I think that's really cool. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I even think of, um, I think it's in second Corinthians 10 where it says, take every thought captive and teach it mm-hmm. to obey Christ. I think of like when you take something captive, if you're talking about like in the context of war, you take a prisoner captive and you're asking them so many questions like, where did you come from? Mm-hmm. Who sent you? What's your mission? What are you trying to do? And I feel like if we did that with our thoughts more, we would understand like, first of all, that there, there is a real enemy that wants to tear us down and steal and kill and destroy. Then also like we are able to take our thoughts and say, I'm going to do away with the unhelpful, unbiblical thoughts because they are not helping me. Yeah, so true. So true. I think too, for me, that is so true. And also replacing the thoughts of something sometimes too can be so helpful for me. Okay. So I know I went through a time of not going from like negative self-talk to not sure what to think yet about mm-hmm. my body. And yeah. so replacing like no that with. <laughs> you just don't yes. talk to yourself anymore. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> replacing that was so helpful for me. So like the great things we can replace it with would be prayer. Um, if we're in that sort of limbo season of like, I'm still learning, I don't know what to say, or I'm just praying to God and asking him for help is so helpful. And then something else that has been huge in my life um, with replacing that those thoughts is memorizing scripture. And if you're struggling with body image or negative self-talk or comparing yourself, find scripture verses that talk about these things. And then anytime those thoughts crop up, we have to replace them with something Mm -hmm. and replace it. There's nothing more valuable than to replace our thoughts with than prayer and scripture. Mm -hmm. That's so true. So for any listeners who struggle with consistent negative self-talk, what would you say are some practical steps they can take to change their thoughts today, even as they turn off this podcast episode and go on their day from here on out? Right. Yeah, I think just I would really encourage you to be honest with God and ask him for what you need. And so for me, um, and I hope you can take this away. Um, it looked a lot like just bringing this to God and saying, God, I have this thought. I have this negative self-talk or this negative or un- honestly untrue thought about myself. Would you help teach me what you believe about me and what I believe about you? And I think that's so beneficial if we can just ask God for help. So that's so practical. And then, yeah, just like we were saying to replace that thought with um, what God says about us and the truth that he has. And also when we discover those things about God and what he says about us to just speak those over whatever area of your life you're struggling with. So in body image, um, if there's a certain time of day that you tend to tell yourself a negative thought, then maybe make that the time of your day that you speak scripture over yourself or you speak truth over yourself. I think if I know for a lot of women, the time that they struggle with body images when they're looking in the mirror. So if you can even I love these like chalk marker pens from Michaels. If you get like 
chalk markers. You can write on any mirror surface. <laughs> and so if you have to write across the mirror what God says about you, I think that's so beneficial. Um, and so just speaking the truth to yourself is mm-hmm. just so powerful. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your experience, Rebecca, and your wisdom, what the Lord's taught you about this. Uh, where would people be able to find you and Ginger and Peach, just in case they want to, you know, get an order for themselves? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I would first say we're on Instagram. Um, that's our main platform. I think of it more as like, it's curated content and community is what I, my prayer for it. Um, to be so it's a platform where I share I do share a lot of lingerie with you it is a marketing platform but I love to speak truth over you and um, to share life with you and build community I try to pull in the community that we have because we have such a supportive community there um, and use it to help lift us all up Um, and that is so much fun and then I'm also um, have a website which is um, gingerandpeachlingerie.com and there's if you go to my Instagram there's a link to that um, but yeah those are the places that I am at and I personally even though I'm a brand a clothing brand I run my Instagram I always want to run my Instagram so if you DM my brand page it's me I respond <laughs> and a lot of relationship happens in the D in the DMs um, mm-hmm. for me. And I love that. Yeah. That's so special because you really never know who's going to answer when you DM someone. <laughs> it's so true. Yes. And I, I will say I'm trying to be like, I am building a brand. So I like to say that because I mean, yeah, you, you never know. Yeah, exactly. And so If you're listening, we just hope that you take this truth from your head to your heart so that the truths will, you know, bury themselves deep and be something you could hold on to as thoughts come up. And even as time goes on, it's not like we completely get rid of all thoughts that pop into our head that are unhelpful or ungodly um, as we go throughout life, but we can minimize them. And then I think there's a little phrase that I really like, but it says something like, I can't control the birds that fly over my head, but I can control the birds that build a nest in my hair. <laughs> and I just really like, I don't really like birds, but I do like that phrase. <laughs> um, because it's like, we don't always have control over the thoughts that come into our minds, but we do have control over the ones that we dwell on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Rebecca, thank you for sharing this. It was so, so helpful. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for hosting um, me on your podcast. It's been great to get to chat with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. It's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen. I love hearing from you. So if any part of this episode was helpful, go ahead, share it on your Instagram story and tag us. The handle is head to heart underscore podcast. And if you would be so kind, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or our website. It helps out the show so much when you do. We'll be releasing episodes to you every other Friday, so stay tuned and thanks for joining us.